I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. That guy is Seth. And the other guy is Smith. He has a last name as his first name. And no true. one has really ever explained why. And you have a name from the Bible. And I think before that, Egyptian mythology. And before that, Street Fighter 4. So. That is true. It's really funny when I was playing Persona 5, and I, I got the Persona Seth. And it's just like a big dragon bird thing. I can see that. I mean, I like Street Fighter Four because it's a like Silver Surfer, but with a yin yang for a like lower torso. Did they ever explain that guy? I think wasn't he? I think he was like the boss of the actual like story uh, mode. But yeah, not really. He's just kind of he's just there. He just does his thing. Because Street Fighter is just a weird mix of like Guile, who's just a dude, yeah, that, like kick, and then there's Seth and Blanca, yeah, and it's like there's literally a monster who you just all fight fist to fist all the time, and no one's like What's how. Who's the Dalsum? Dalsum yeah. could like Mr. Fantastic yeah, as limbs. He's, a, he's like a big like yoga chakra guy, but also he can kick you from fifty feet away, and no one cares. And blow fire, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, even the even like the regular like Ryu, you know, like just a regular like buffed up martial arts guy, he can shoot fireballs out of his just from his aggression. Yeah, <clears throat> I always thought it was weird. Like, say you know you're coming in, you're Cammy, and you have to fight fucking uh, uh, even like Zangief is insane. Yeah. He's not a superpower, but look at yeah, him. But, like, I mean, come on, there's no person like that. And the thing is, like, yeah, like as the games go on, because like the first Street Fighter, you know, when it's just all you know, cartoony 2D graphics, you know, Ryu and Ken are like, they're like Jack guys, but they're still like normal human Jack. You play Street Fighter Five, and even they are at like a new level of okay, now they are also like anime jacked, like they're just yeah. out of this world. You know, muscles as big as my whole body, fucking Jack dudes. Okay, so now it's just complete fantasy. Yeah. Like, in Street Fighter 1, Ryu and Ken are, like, 80s mainstream action movie hero type builds. Like, I don't know, Michael Bean and Terminator or something like that. Or Jackie Chan. Like, Jackie Chan's a good example of this. Like, yeah. just a regular dude who's fit. And now, they're, like, muscle-bound freaks. Yeah, they're, like, characters <laughs> from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm 16 years old, but also I'm bigger than a house, you know? That was so fucking funny. I mean, I watched that show. It was like, I'm Joe. It's it's the first JoJo. Joseph, I think, Joe starred. He's he's 17 years old. Him and his brother both look like Mr. Universe contestants. Exactly. They can destroy anyone in football. So, yeah, Street Fighter is weird in that respect. <coughs> At least in, like, Soul Calibur, everyone's crazy. Everyone yeah, has a weird I mean, weapon. Some guys have knives for eyes, and other guys are just... They have a sword that's also their mom. It's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> 
it's like some like Talon is there. She's just a girl. She, even she has these two crazy ass like tonful weapons. Yeah. But the little girl fighting a giant demon from the hill yeah. with an axe. Like literally a, a a soul slayer. <laughs> just <laughs> just fighting. And then Yoda shows up at one point in one of those games. Yeah, Yoda and Darth Vader. What? <laughs> Fighting games are such an interesting genre in that way, in that, yeah. like, there's no there's no rules, you know? It's just, anybody can fight anybody, anybody can be just on the same field together, there's no, le- no power level, you know? Like, te- you look at it, you know, this demon guy should be a fucking impossible to kill creature, but he can get taken down by, you know, any old guy. It's kind of a, it's kind of a nice underdog story, you know? Yeah. It's like a, it's like a dead or alive got that that uh, Master Chief character at one point, and dead or alive was like not too many frills, pretty much just punching and kicking yeah. regular people, and then all of a sudden a a Spartan shows up, mowing people down. It's like they're yeah. on the beach trying to have a good day, and he's just like do 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 do. Actually, it was a girl, Spartan four five two. Oh, I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't play this. I imagine it would be a girl because of dead or alive, but well, yeah. But she's, the armor stays on, yeah, so you don't know it. Exactly. So at least there's that. But she still has tons of PTSD, and it's just mowing down fields of people out in the open. Isn't, there, isn't it? It's Mortal Kombat versus DC, right? That's the that's the series yes. they have. Marvel versus like Capcom, super, and then DC versus Mortal Kombat, which leads to like Superman fighting fucking Scorpion. Yeah, and Scorpion like, can win. He can right. He can you know kill Superman technically. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, like you said, you imagine that headline in in uh, Metropolis. It's like Superman killed by man, <laughs> this guy killed by orange ninja. Yeah. Imagine that footage of like Superman in the street, like making one of his big like speeches, and it's just like get over here, and he like throws up acid on his face and melts his skull. Yeah, and he like, pulls his spine out and plays a jump rope with it, like on the broadcast. Yeah. People will be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, that would be weird. I don't know how we got on this topic. Yeah, I don't know. We we just the only thing we talked about so far is just fighting games. Yeah, which I don't think everyone was for big fighting games per people except for like Smash Brothers. I love Smash Brothers, and I love I respect fighting games so much. I'm just absolutely garbage at them. I love watching mm. them professionally. I think they're so 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 cool. But I can only play for so long before I'm like, yeah, this is just a skill I don't think I'm ever gonna have. You know. Like, how much time did you and I put into Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube? And how, like, if we played against somebody who actually is good at that game, we would <laughs> get destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's like, uh, things are happening, yeah. I guess, in the I world. Is, nothing is happening. Like, we're, it's like yeah. three weeks now where we're just, like, on slow news weeks. It's like, this, you've seen the same shit over and over, and it's getting boring. I think technically we're, we're it, it's fast news. But it's all just it's so fast, but also like bleeding together. And plus, none of it is con- and none of it is really consequential right yeah. now. Like they're not talking about the riots. It's too fast, sorry, but it's not very furious. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's like it's hard to really care about what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I did want to talk to you about uh, we talked about earlier the vice presidential debate that happened. Oh yeah, Kamala slayed my dude. Did you see that that fly on Mike Pence? Wasn't that the funniest thing? That's what we need to talk about is the fly. We so gotta I, talk about Flygate. Please hit me with I, it. I I did not watch the debate, could not give a fuck no. about it. Could, I could I not even muster the fly any of it. Instantly. 
people were like, a fly landed on Mike Pence's head during the fucking debate. And within like two minutes, Joe Biden already had a flywillvote.com link up and a fly swatter in their store with Joe Biden on it. And it's just like, is this what our politics is? Is this what's happening? Yeah, it's all memes. It's just like, there's a fly. And then here's the thing. Like, I mean, I mean, Mike Pence is a piece of shit. That could be a headline. It could be, oh, fly drawn to Mike Pence because he's actually a, he's a real turd. And yeah. flies love that shit. But no, no, it wasn't the headline. The headline's like, there was a fly on Mike Pence. And I'm like, mm. where is the joke? Where is, there's no, you're not, you're not punching anything. You're not saying, you're just saying there was a fly on Mike Pence. And I'm like, what do you do with that? There's nothing funny about it. I mean. Yeah, what's the joke? Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, nothing. It was a funny, I guess, visual image when it happened, yeah. but like, we didn't if need to. If more and more flies came tweets. on, that'd be kind of funny. There's just one yeah, fly. And that happens, that happens to people all the time. I mean, right. you just get a fly on you. It's like you buzzing around. It just happens. I mean, SNL even had a thing where, like, Jim Carrey was the fly, but also he was Biden at the same time. Are you fucking telling me SNL went on this shit? Oh, my God. It can... Will Mike Pence even be able to wake up after he sees the SNL sketch? Yeah. Oh, my... I mean, talk about biting criticism. You got SNL on the docket. I mean, oh, my... I couldn't... I don't know what I would do if I was Trump or Pence, honestly, with SNL fucking tearing me every week fuck and also people were having such a deal about kamala's like i'm talking sir or her like many facial expressions she made during the debate which are again all just they're 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 aiming to make memeable moments like make this into a reaction gif and put it on twitter and that's not fucking politics though yeah um like what did she say that was of substance of substance is the the whole i'm talking thing like, what spawned from it, I thought, was kind of positive because people were like, you know, maybe women should be more like that in all industries. And I'm like, sure, that's true. We all work in industries where at times women are silenced and should be able to speak up and be like, hey, listen to me now. But what Kamala Harris was telling us to listen to was Kamala Harris. And I... At that point, I couldn't care about that specific moment because yeah. she doesn't have politics that I care about. I mean, she was probably, I, didn't, I don't even know what she said. She was probably like, hey, I'm talking. By the way, we should lock up more, uh, what is it, truant parents, truant kids' parents. Please, sir, we should do that first. It's the first thing I want to do as vice president. And yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Like, it's there's so many... What, I, I'm not. I'm trying to think of a better term than like. There's just empty sentiments in this this election that's happening. Platitudes. Platitude. Yes. Very very succinct word. Platitudes are just just everywhere, especially in the Democratic campaign, because mm-hmm. Trump already knows he doesn't need platitudes. He doesn't need any of that shit. He he's he says everything he says is empty, and he knows it. And people who vote for him just don't care. So he doesn't have to even try anymore. But you get all these. You get all these posts. It's like, oh, look, here's Joe Biden uh, enjoying some horchata at a Mexican food truck. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, horchata is good, but it isn't. It's like, and it's like, and it's supposed to be like, oh, he's a he's a, a friend of Latino voters now. And I'm like, 
I mean, maybe I don't. I mean, it's like there's they're reaching, they're grasping so hard to have any kind of movement or likability, like overwhelming likability, go towards these two candidates. Yeah. Also, I want to redefine the word platitudes. Mean having a platypus's attitude. That'd be pretty cool. I got platitude today. You know, I'm gonna sit back, hit you on poison barb. Yeah. Deal with your lay, lay some eggs. Yes. You know how it is. Um, Isn't it crazy that platypus lay eggs, though? Isn't yeah, that crazy. Strange. They don't look like egg-laying animals. But They're mammals, yeah. which really makes it weird. lay big old fat eggs. I live in Australia. Hmm? I live in Australia. It's a fucked up country. It's a fucked up continent to live on. I know, man. Kind of strange shit's happening over there. Koalas and wallabies and dingoes and shit. Yeah. They lo- Thysalines, they- wombats. Tasmanian devils. I can I can keep going. Exactly. Kiwis. And you can't even stay indoors anymore because they canceled League of Legends over there. So yeah. Um, what do you do? <laughs> um, but yeah, the vice presidential debate was just pretty much bullshit. It was totally empty. I did see that uh, like Joe, like uh, what is his name? Mike Pence said that they were going to uh, Joe Biden ban fracking, and Kamala Harris was like, Joe Biden will not ban fracking, and Man. I'm like, boy. I don't. I I want to get rid of fracking. What are you talking about? Talk about, a, talk about an stupid? easy layup. Just say yeah, we're getting rid of fracking. Like, it, but the thing is, it's it's his insistence on defending his position on fracking, which makes me think that Joe Biden must have some seriously like in, invested fracking people that are giving him money. Oh, because why else he focus on that so much? Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where the because here's the thing. Kamala Harris can go up there and say, Joe Biden, he's getting rid of 100% of all fracking. And people will cheer, and it might get them a vote or two, and then you just don't do it. But for some reason, the Democrats have, have now, now are like, oh no, you know, we gotta, we gotta be honest about our politics. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but here's the thing. Your party is shit anyway, just like the Republican Party. So I don't care what you're promising people, because you're promising me nothing, basically. So you might as well overpromise, like Trump does. I mean, it works. How much shit did Trump actually do that he said he would do? I mean, nothing. Obama did this in our lifetimes. He ran on a progressive platform, and he fucking lied his ass off about every little bit of it, but it got his ass elected. If a black guy can win the fucking presidency on a progressive fucking platform, if he was lying, that should tell you that it's a popular thing to do. Yeah. And I can't... At least have the decency to lie to me! I know, I can't even remember who his running mate was, but they should ask him, too, <laughs> well, how that goes. Wasn't that, wasn't that Al Gore, I think? He came back? They, they got him back in there he again? came back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, from the dead. <laughs> they resurrected Al Gore. Oh, by the way, Al Gore is being considered to be the uh, Department of... I think it was Energy guy under Biden, along with John Podesta. Who is John Podesta? He's the guy who, who who fell for a phishing attack in 2016 and got Hillary Clinton's email as a leak. Oh yeah, we should be him. He so, should be the head of Homeland Security. <laughs> what are you talking about? Please. <laughs> um, but talking about SNL real quick, did you happen to see Bill Burr on there? His opening monologue. Yes. Caused a lot of controversy. Uh, I saw online. It did. It did. And. Right. Rightfully so. A lot of, I mean, angry white women 
<laughs> were high-paid white women were very mad on Twitter. A lot of blue-check white women were mad. Yeah, not very happy about it. Um, and it's funny because it's one of those things where it's one of those like incredible scenarios that a comedian creates um, where you insult someone, or you not really insult them, but you point out a hypocrisy that a certain group of people does, and then if they criticize you for it, it kind of proves your point. Because yeah. in all their criticism of Bill Burr, they've kind of just proven everything he said to be correct. In I mean, the whole if you didn't see it, the whole point Bill Burr made, he's, he's said it in a much funnier way than I'm going to. He's a professional comedian. But basically he was like, you know, for a long time the woke movement, or like the woke movement was supposed to be about, you know, people of color, minorities, uh, marginalized people getting their due and us realizing that, you know, society doesn't benefit them in the way that it should. And he said it was about that for all of eight seconds before white women just put themselves at the front of the line and made everything about them. And you can say that maybe it's a crass way to put it. Whatever. He's a comedian. That's kind of what he's supposed to do. But it's not wrong, is the thing. Yeah, his point was that white women benefited from white supremacy just the same as white men did, so they need to also take a fucking step exactly. back and and, uh, learn, and realize they, they don't have any problems that they do. Exactly. And with that, once again, I mean, he, wasn't, he wasn't even saying white women, that women have no problems, because women, white women do suffer from some of the same problems that all women do. I would say less so, but, you know, that's just because that's how it is. Um, but what he was saying was it's like, you know, we all of a sudden it was all about them and mm-hmm. we didn't get any, we didn't get anything out of that. Um, so, and it was, he, he said, like I said, he said it in a very funny way. He explained himself very well and people just weren't happy about it. And it's, and it, it kind of just, it just proved it all right. And, mm, and it's, it's just funny. <laughs> like it's, it's like who, who is sitting there and can't just laugh at this and just be like, okay, this is a funny joke. And it's true. Maybe we should reflect on ourselves. But people don't do that anymore. I'm not surprised that's going to let him say it. Me too. Me too. They um, they really do sometimes give those stand-up comedians a little bit of freedom in their monologue to just kind of go in. Like, that's half their fucking audience is, you know, white women. Yeah. Basically. I guess they're confident they won't lose them, though. Because, you know, all, you know, all, all press is good press. You know, people are... The people who watch SNL are going to keep watching it because yeah. they don't know any better. I'm not. I'm not really a Bill Burr uh, fan most of the time. He's really. I don't really care about his comedy too much. I did think it was funny when he was on The Mandalorian because that, yes, that, that uh, Boston, Boston exists. is real in space. Yep. And his, also his little third arm with the gun was very amusing yeah. to me. Um, but I was thinking about this because this this monologue reminded me another time SNL kind of went off the rails and let a comedian say something that was too real. It was when Dave Chappelle hosted a while back, and they had that election night sketch. Remember this one? Yes. Where it's him, all these white It's him and Chris Rock. And Chris Rock shows up towards yeah. the end. And, and the whole time, he's just, like, telling them, like, you should probably not be exactly. so excited. He's sitting like, there with a bunch temperate. of fucking white liberals in fucking sweaters and ties who are all, like, you know, we got this in the bag, Hillary president. And the only person in the room who is, like... I don't think so. Is a black man, and then of course Chris Rock comes too. There's two black men, and it it's it was one of the only times where I was like, okay, SNL gets it, like they do get what's going on here, but they're I don't know. For aside from that sketch and kind of Dave Chappelle's appearance on the show, they just threw away the. I mean, they just don't they don't have any other like progressive politics besides that like those these small moments where they like I guess let creative people kind of control that stuff. 
know, they got Jim Carrey on there being Biden, and he is just doing. I love Jim Carrey. I think mean, he's one of the great comedic actors of, of our generation. Yeah, physical comedian too. One of the absolute oh. finest. Yes. I put up there like Robin Williams and shit. In yeah. Terms of just being incredibly entertaining. He carried entire people on his shoulders. Um, but he is just not making Biden funny. It's just it's yeah. embarrassing to watch. But one, but zero percent Jim Carrey's fault. Joe Biden just isn't funny. He was Joe Biden is hilarious. He was funny as vice president. But I do not think anything about his current campaign. I don't. I don't. I cannot pull humor from it. No, you can make great fun of Joe Biden, but to do it, you have to actually not like Joe Biden. Well, sure. You can't be. I'm the funny version of Joe Biden, but I want you to vote for him because all the things that are funny about him would make you not want to vote for him. Like the fact that his brain is fucking melting, and that he's an old well, racist yeah, and yeah. a rapist. I mean, you, obviously that stuff is hilarious. But what I'm saying is, from SNL's take, from like. From, like, front-page comedy take, it's very hard to make Joe Biden funny. Yeah. Because, what it, I mean, there's nothing there. And isn't it, isn't it Maya Rudolph playing Kamala? Yeah. Is that who they got playing Kamala? And it was like, we need a, we need a, a WAP. We need a woman as president. And I was just like... I, that's when I'm like, fucking kill me. Like, this is not comedy. I feel like fucking mainstream comedy is fucking dead, dude. It is so I'm that, hard I'm that, to make something funny. I'm that rage comic picture of the like shriveled man who's like saying, "Healthcare, please." Yeah, that's me, right? When I hear this, exactly. It's like they did it before. They did it with last time when Kamala like dropped out of the race. She dropped out because she was fucking unpopular as shit. And then they SNL had that thing where it was like, "Oh, you could have had a bad bitch," and I was like, "Are you fucking? Are you fucking brain dead?" Like she dropped out because no one wanted her. They, they, it's not because they're they're not missing out on anything. No one no one has ever been like, you know what? My extremely successful and popular campaign. I'm done. I've had I've had it. I'm good. That's all I wanted. I guarantee you, if they if they had if she had stayed in the race until California, she'd have gotten three percent of the vote. And yeah. it would have been a huge. It would have been an and one of the only smart moves she made is dropping out before that fucking happened. <laughs> before right. people get embarrassed. If, her. I guarantee you right now, if she stayed into California and she had gotten that tiny bit of the vote, she would not be vice president oh, no. uh, candidate right now. No, 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 no. She also probably wouldn't win uh, re-election either because it would be just that much of an embarrassment for her. There's this, this is kind of off topic, but I thought about it thinking about campaigns. You might know her name. I have no idea what her name is. All I know is that she is on Twitter and she says just the most ridiculous shit in the world. And she apparently ran against Nancy Pelosi um, at one point in her life. Um, she's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's literally just fucking insane. Like, she's, like, she just, she believes in all this, like, crazy, like, Russia made us wear masks for the pandemic because of whatever. But the thing I find fucking hilarious about this girl is she, she ran against Nancy Pelosi for whatever title, whenever, um, and she lost, like, horribly. Like, she got, like, 0.01% of vote. But... The way she markets herself is, I successfully ran a campaign against Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and that's yeah. her whole thing. And she's like, I completed a campaign <laughs> against Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> uh-huh. um, d- and did nothing with it. But I just, I just love that's how she s- sells herself. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's like me saying, I beat Dark Souls and I didn't enjoy a single second yeah. of it. Like... It's not the same thing as actually doing the goddamn thing. I, I beat Dark Souls by being a coward and cheesing the entire game as much as I could. I didn't play it legit. Okay, um, her name is 
Deanna Lorraine Tosirio. Isn't she a Republican? Maybe she is a Republican. I'm trying. Actually, she, this might not be the lady. Let me see. Um, I know. I know that woman, and she's definitely a Republican. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Republican candidate. And yes, that is who she is. Deanna Lorraine. Um, and yeah, she's she's just crazy. Um, yeah. A, a recent tweet: the concept of stolen the the concept of stolen land is pretty asinine. Borders change, battles are fought, people win, people lose. I mean, just, I mean, crazy. And she retweets Donald Trump all the time. And she's crazy. Oh, my. And instead, in, <laughs> so, side note, personally, is that um, the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers just won the NBA championship, which is amazing for me as a big LeBron James fan. Been a fan forever. And fucking Lakers won. Awesome. Um, there's been a lot of hot takes from from Republican politicians as to why it's bad that LeBron James won a championship, and one from her right here. Um, instead of congratulating LeBron James, congratulate what is it, Xi Jinping, because he's yeah. LeBron's true owner. What is? What are they talking about? Is China like invested in the Lakers or something? What's going on there? No, it was because last year when all the Hong Kong stuff was happening around this time, like all the stuff about Hong Kong. Um, Daryl Morey, the um, owner or the general manager of the Houston Rockets, tweeted in support of Hong Kong, and the NBA was like, "Shut that shit down. We have so many like economic ties in China." And then when they asked LeBron about it, um, I can't remember his exact quote, but he said something along the lines of like, "Oh, basically, he just said like, I don't know what to say, um, but." Yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it or whatever. And people blew it up into LeBron James supports supports China. He is Xi Jinping's fucking pawn in America, um, and that's what it turned into. What a small, insignificant little thing to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as, and then exactly, that's the thing is like they don't know anything about basketball or LeBron James. All they remember, like, like Donald Trump said it in an interview with I can't remember, was it was it. Rush Limbaugh, he, he said, uh-huh. he was like, he said, LeBron James is a mascot for the Democratic Party and a nasty mascot. And I'm like, what, what, why is everyone, why are you so against LeBron James all of a sudden? Like, what do you want? Nasty cop was right there, man. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's, it's strange. Well, it sounds like LeBron did the smart thing, which was, I don't know about this thing, so I won't talk about yeah. it. I'll see if I can pull like, up his exact comment before, before I, uh. Because I'll say this to you right now, motherfucker. Anybody who says they understand the situation in Hong Kong does not know what they're talking about unless they live in Hong Kong. Yeah. Because um. people don't understand is that is the whole extradition thing got started because a man killed his girlfriend in mainland China and then fled to Hong Kong where he can't be extradited. So they're trying to get him on a fucking murder charge, which should be, you know, a thing if you kill someone, you should, you should face punishment for it. And now there are riots in the street trying to protect this dude. Not because of him, but as a result of his actions. So, in response to a question about Daryl Morey's tweet, which Daryl Morey basically just tweeted, like, free Hong Kong, I stand on people Hong Kong. The NBA fucking freaked out. And then in a pregame interview, they asked LeBron James about it. And I do think... Much as I love LeBron James, I think he could have worded this better. I think he was saying things out of order. But he said, when you're misinformed and you're not educated about something, and I'm just talking about the tweet itself, you never know the ramifications that can happen. Basically, all he said was, if you don't know something about something and you tweet about it, you don't know what's going to happen. And people were like, he is a tool for China. I thought he was talking about himself there. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that, that's what I'm saying. He's, See, he doesn't know. Yeah, he's like, don't talk about I it. can't talk about this tweet. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what's going on. And I mean, yeah, I, I mean, and, and then also like another thing about the whole free free Hong Kong thing, which I mean, it feels like a fucking hundred years ago, by the way. Um, Forgotten, isn't it? So I might I might be completely wrong here. I, I'm gonna go put it out there. Isn't it that Hong? Isn't it that Hong Kong wanted to be free so that they become like a like a tax haven? That's one of the plans, yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here like I mean you know even though it's not good if I'm LeBron James I would be I would be I mean of course LeBron James would love, I mean of course rich people would want a tax haven so I'm like yeah. where, where where is this even coming from I just think he just, he literally didn't know what to say and was like I don't know yeah I don't so uh, me personally I don't I don't particularly like China's implementation of socialism uh, successful as it may be don't like it. Uh, but at the same time, I know that the Hong Kongers, uh, there have been ties between them and the U.S. State Department. The CIA is, has a hand in training people to go over there and, and do shit. So, big fat who knows. Also, don't care. I'm just some guy in Georgia who will have no effect on anything in this situation. So, yeah, that's very why true. should I give a fuck? <laughs> is like, I mean, I don't even, I don't care. I don't know what the level of uprising would have to be in America of free Hong Kong for China to even give a shit. I mean, yeah. and even then, they wouldn't have to change anything. That's come entirely up to China. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the situation. I'm sure if I live there, I mean, of course I know that the way China is treating, you know, people who want to free Hong Kong or talk about freeing Hong Kong is egregious. You know, they mace people, they beat them in the middle of the streets, they put them in basically internment camps. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all awful. But I don't know all the other machinations. Just like LeBron James, yeah. I am uneducated and I am ignorant of this subject. I cannot speak on it very much. I will just say it's two gross people. I don't have sympathy for either one of them. So yeah. uh, let, I'll let China and Hong Kong figure it out because we got problems over here we're trying to deal with right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to say though that tweet you talked about earlier that she sent about stealing land. Yes. So a big thing right now is today it's Indigenous People's Day. I will not say Columbus Day. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Yep. Um, the both the sea captain, explorer, and the director. Uh, but damn, hard bird on Chris Columbus. <laughs> Parents would give him a different name. Um, well, they he I, couldn't because he was home alone. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, so Indigenous People Day is happening today, and there are some hot takes on the internet about stolen land because if you think about it, we're all living on stolen land here, basically in America, unless you're Native American. Yeah. And also, I'll, I'll give a pass as well to uh, to black people who were brought here against their will. So it's not like they had a choice where they ended up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like it's all stolen, of course, and there should be severe reparations paid to Native Americans for. I mean, money can't make up for what happened. You can't you can't erase genocide with money. That and that's terrible. Um, but I did see some funny stuff today. Like, so Seth, are you familiar with uh, Tim Pool? I feel like you've told me about him before, and I forget every time. This Mr. Beanie guy, he he's a now a crazy far right dude who thinks he's a center a centrist. Ah, uh, yes, yes. He tweeted today that uh, how far do we take stolen land? Like, say I'm Irish, should I demand the return of Ireland? And I was, and so many Irish people were like, "Buddy, do you even know what's happening in Ireland for the past like sixty years? <laughs> we're currently fighting to get it back." Yes. What are you talking about? That's so funny. <laughs> Um, and, and it's just, it's, and that's his galaxy brain take is I'm bro, I'm Irish. I got English blood. So am I, am I fighting myself for the two lands that I'm from? And I'm just like, 
Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what you're talking about. Anyone who has to fucking bring up a 23andMe is fucking <laughs> like, you're you're out. I'm sorry. Okay, you don't even have to go that far. There are certain there are certain things in this world that are literally skin deep. Yeah. And old old Chris Columbus, after he got off the set of of Home Alone, he took over people's land. And he was he gave them smallpox and raped their women and killed their children and uh gave them much smaller land and was like, You should know you we should be thanked for this. Mm-hmm. And now it's been a hundred, two hundred years, and I mean three, three, three twenty, three thirty years, and you know, people are mad about it, rightfully. So if you're not if you're not in that movement, if you're not Native American, if you're not somebody who's actually literally had land stolen from you, um, shut the fuck up. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, you, you're, you're pointless. It's, uh, <clears throat> I saw someone else say, I can't, it was some congressman or something like that who said that uh, if you want to see failed socialism on Amer- in America, go to an Indian reservation. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's what? Yeah, what? Uh, explain yourself, sir. I guess his point was that the government gave Native Americans money and everything is bad on the reservations. And I'm like, no, we didn't give it to them. It was managed through a bureaucracy that hated them. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, they're kind of, it's, it's much like, you know, inner cities and low-income housing. It's meant to be bad. They did not want them here, so they gave them shitty stuff. And through perseverance, Native Americans have stuck around throughout, even though we gave them all this shitty stuff. Yeah, it's the same thing with uh, when parole when people get out of prison. Uh, how shitty that system is because we want them to go back. We want them to go back for more slave labor. Like, exactly. That's how it is. Exactly. It's designed to fail so that you will vote against expand. It's, it's like it's like social it's like social not social security. It's like uh, food stamps. They want you to think food stamps are bad and people are mooching off of it so that you will vote against it in the future. Exactly. And it's so stupid. But uh. Yeah, I, solidarity with our Native American comrades. I don't know how to solve that problem because she, I mean, in, in a way, they are they are right. Like wars happen, land changes hands, and you can't you can't undo that. You can't go back and like resurrect those people that died and and set history right unless you have a time machine. Now hold on. Wait a minute. Hear me out. Back it up. We go back in time. We give Native Americans uh, M16s, and you know what? Fuck it. What's something called Predator drones? We'll end this thing real quick. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Imagine you go back I and you give to... a caveman a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing that would be. Just try and eat it. <laughs> Dude, seriously, go back in time. Find, like, some, uh, I don't know, uh, Medici merchant, and just show him a smartphone and watch his brain explode. Yep. There was an argument a while back. I'm like, what, what would Marx say if he was back today, like about our situation? And people were like, if Marx was back today, he would be like, wait, you went to the moon? Like the moon in the sky? Like yeah. that's what he would be saying. Not yeah. Not, he would have so many economy. questions before he even got to the economy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh. He'd be like, you mean I can see boobs whenever I want? I'll <laughs> be back in a week. Okay, we can talk yeah. more after that. Karl Marx is jacking off for a week straight. Just like, let's not pretend like if we brought people back, they wouldn't be masturbating immediately to all the shit we've created. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Abraham Lincoln jacking off immediately. Yes. Like it's happening. If you were to show, if you were to show uh, 
Who's the best person in history? <laughs> Who's the... <laughs> this whole episode. Who's the best person? Who's the best person? Ever, like, like, best as in, like, morally? Yeah, who's the most moral human being to have ever existed? I mean, I guess if we listen, because I don't, I don't know the whole scenario. Once again, I'm uneducated. But I mean, Gandhi maybe. I've heard some shit about Gandhi. But let's let's use Gandhi as an let's example. Let's use Gandhi. Gandhi will be jacking off me. Oh yeah. Well. Like, Gandhi, listen, this little magic box right here can show you tits and hey, ass okay. and he pussy. Take it immediately. You want. <laughs> Just walk out of the room. He'd be like, uh, he's they're like, oh wait, we teach you a type. He's like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Leave me alone. Get, right. Get the fuck out. <laughs> fuck out, or I'll beat your ass. I'll fucking kill you. It's like, my god damn Gandhi what are you talking about you want to know is Gandhi actually had Dawson power <laughs> about it in the history books <laughs> he was a pacifist but he could have kicked your ass if he exactly. wanted to exactly um, that's probably offensive yeah. to somebody out there I'm sorry probably uh, but you know this is a, a kick ass take names podcast we don't apologize for right. anything so that's right we're edgy baby exactly. watch this watch this watch this watch this bastard that's right oh, I said shit it. dude you're about to get canceled that's you're right, gonna be there uh-huh. with bill burr my guy <laughs> you're fucking canceled oh um, man i'm sure bill burr has said some things in the past 20 years that are cancelable i'm sure that's and he even, was, he makes a joke about that in his monologue he was like now people are trying to cancel like john wayne it's like yeah people who are that old no offense a lot of them are shitty like I thought I thought the joke there was it was a conservative saying you would try to cancel John Wayne if you could. People would be like, why the fuck will we even who cares? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I mean I'm not gonna say nobody was trying I'm sure maybe somebody yeah. there's so many fucking people on Twitter. Um but yeah, that's kinda of the whole the whole thing is like you know, you know, I mean I'm s in my opinion, I'd think if and I might get canceled for this, but oh. if you if you're on the straight and narrow, if you kind of realize why the shit you said in the past is dumb and maybe offensive and maybe hurtful to people, and you don't say it anymore, and you realize why, and you're not saying it just because you don't want to get canceled, you're saying it because genuinely you're better, and as long as the things you say, like, like if you, like, sexually assaulted someone, that never goes away. That's bad forever. Right. I don't care. You, there's not much atonement for that. Um, but as far as saying things, I think as long as someone can genuinely be considered reformed, then... Leave him the fuck alone. I think that this cancel shit is just too much sometimes. Oh, look, here's, here's the thing, Seth. You ain't gotta say that. Canceling isn't real. It doesn't exist. It's fakery. It's all made up. And I'll, get, I'll tell you why right now. Two fucking words that you're gonna recognize. Mel Gibson. Yeah, but here, I, here's the thing. I think that... The thing with Mel Gibson... Almost, he's got a movie coming out, folks. It's called Fat Man, or he plays, he Santa, plays Santa, and he tries and to kill Walton, Walton Goggins. Goggins. Um, yeah. But the thing about Mel Gibson is that he is part of this elite group of people who were canceled before canceling was a thing. He was canceled back in the fucking early, like mid two thousands, and even even when he was canceled, it didn't fucking matter because he still made a couple movies after that, and then he had to lay low for a while, and then he came back. I don't know if, I mean, a lot of people who get, who get canceled these days don't necessarily even stay low for that long, um, but we we will see, like, the counted number of people who have, in my opinion, actually been considerably canceled, what happens in the coming years, if, when, when they actually co- make a, a comeback or whatever. Um, right. 
I mean, what what Mel Gibson said and did was pretty fucking heinous. Yeah, we, we can't we can't ignore that. And he he's still but he's back. He's work. He's not even back. He never really left. Like you said, he's still around getting work. And who has who, who has, has been canceled? Who has a fit? Like who we we can think off the top of our head who is the only person I can think of, and it's probably the one I'm most familiar with is Louis C.K. And even he's on his way back. He he's. He's been hanging out with Dave Chappelle and like doing like little stand-up things. I mean, I I think he's coming back pretty soon. I was gonna say Milo Yiannopoulos, but he's still around. He's still got some kind of sugar daddy somewhere giving him money to survive. So, I mean, you can't get rid of That's him either. Thing is like I'll always hear like the first time I ever heard of Ben Shapiro was somebody being like, "Oh, look, Ben Shapiro said this thing." Like I didn't even know anything about the guy. All I knew was he said some stupid shit. And probably you know fucking fifty years ago, the first shit, stupid shitty thing he said. Um, and people were all like, oh, fuck, because I didn't know he had a podcast or anything. They're like, oh, fucking canceled Ben Shapiro. And after that, I was like, oh, I guess this guy's over. And a couple months later, I saw that his podcast was like in the top 10 podcasts on Apple. And I'm like, okay, so nothing happened. And then continually this happened, especially with that guy. I mean, things happen over and over. It's like, oh, can't believe Ben Shapiro said this. And then he's still around because the people he's talking to want to hear that shit. And that's what you're not understanding Mm -hmm. is that you're a fucking... You know, you're liberal, left, whatever you are. And you're talking about, oh, Ben Shapiro said this stupid thing. I can't believe it. What a fucking idiot and offensive and racist and you know, bigot or whatever. But the people he's talking to want all those things. So you not listening to the show you already weren't listening to and talking shit about someone who you were already talking shit about, is that going to cancel them all of a sudden? Most people people right. don't really realize that the you have to, to cancel someone, you have to get rid of their audience and their platform. Which we have, over time, we have, you can, I think we, you think you can decrease a lot of those things. Like, you can, like, maybe decrease someone's influence through this kind of stuff. Like Alex Jones. Yeah. But they're still here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's still around. I mean, so it's like, yeah, I don't think canceling is real. I think it's, yeah. I think that the crybabies about cancel culture, the conservatives, are overblowing it. Because fuck it. You can't really get rid of any of these motherfuckers to come back. Like roaches. Yeah. So... I don't understand. I mean, I get that they have to have a grievance. They have to continually pretend like they're being destroyed by this when they're really not. But respect me, motherfucker, a little bit here. I literally thought about that the other day. I was like, I cannot put my finger on a person who I think has been completely canceled. Except for, and I don't even know if this is like, because he actually got cancer because he just wanted to be less famous. But CeeLo Green is one of the people I can think of who I legitimately have not heard of since he got canceled. You know who got canceled, Seth? Who? John Lennon got canceled. Yeah, fucking. That's canceling right there. Yeah, he got he got fucking real canceled. I heard that. I heard that <laughs> the other day too. I mean, maybe this is all true. I don't know fucking shit about John Lennon. People were like, "Oh yeah, John Lennon is actually like a real shitty person." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure." I don't. I, don't... I heard he was an asshole. Yeah, man. I heard you know the whole thing about how. He wrote the song, you know, Imagine while living in a fucking penthouse in New York City. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of how a lot of music, a lot of musicians who are in their prime aren't fucking starving. <laughs> like, that's not right. how it works. I don't really see the point there. Like, it's all of them, basically. Yeah. No one said he was a goddamn saint. Yeah. Or I'm sure he was like, you know, he, he was a shitty guy, but I'm like, I just don't know. he's dead. He died so long ago. Like, who cares anymore? He made some good tracks. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Now, one person we can definitely cancel for sure from history who is dead and still does deserve is Errol Flynn, who was a uh, literal uh, slave taker and uh, rapist and married a 14-year-old native girl. And uh, yeah, so that dude 
See, that's the difference. John Lennon was just an asshole who, like, maybe a hypocrite. This dude raped and murdered people, so exactly. I think there's a difference there. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's some things that... I mean, oh, man, another example of, like, mid-2000s, late-2000s canceling, fucking Chris Brown. That, that, oh, guy's, yeah. that guy, a year or two later, was already making tracks. Now he's consistently on, you know, songs and making his own albums and stuff. I mean, oh. nothing went anywhere. Somebody who got actually canceled is XXXTentacion. Yep, he got canceled um, real hard. Um, yeah, I mean that that's the only effective way to cancel people. I mean, because I mean he was like a legit monster. Right? Yeah, he, like, yeah, he yeah. Beat his fucking girlfriend yeah, and shit, yeah, yeah. threatened to kill her or whatever. So yeah, it's like that's a canceling right there, my friend. Yeah, that's and that's the kind of the the joke Bill Bird made was he was like, yeah, John Wayne got canceled by God forty years ago. Like, get over <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, Seth, we were to talk. To, we were talking about something earlier for this whole podcast started. Was we were both playing a new game that all my friends are playing, and they played. They, they talked about it for so long that I had to get in on it too, just to see what it was like. Same. Um. It's called uh, Genshin Impact. It's a AKA Breath of the Waifu. De- deeply Japanese. It's not, it's a Chinese game, but it's a deeply anime looking. Uh, Very game. much so. Yes. Free to play, gotcha mechanics. If you don't know, there's a thing in Japan called a gotcha pond machine, which is we have here in America. They're just those little fucking things you put coins into to get a little plastic ball yeah. with a surprise in it. And so basically, what it is you put, you put money in, and things come out. And most of the time, there are things you don't want, and then occasionally you'll get something you do yeah. want, and it separates you from your money pretty efficiently. Exactly. And another reason, I mean, people every time I somebody when I first somebody told me it was a gotcha game, I asked what it was. They're like, oh, there's actually a gotcha pond machine in Japan. I'm like. So it's like gotcha, like gotcha, like got your money. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. what I would say. Is like it's they got you as soon as as soon as they sink them their fingers into you, they got you. I'm not sure that's doesn't call here in America. We have them though. Yeah, um, I call them capsule machines sometimes. I think in, in Japan, yeah. but but the reason I called the game Breath of the Waifu is because it has a lot of similarities to the massively successful, popular, critically acclaimed, my favorite game of all time. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild from 2017. Um, it's got a lot of similar mechanics. It's like a lot of the climbing and stamina system, and a lot of the look and feel are, in my opinion, completely ripped from Breath of the Wild and made the game 100% unenjoyable for me. Really? Yes, I did not enjoy playing this game at all. I have to go ahead and put that out there. Um, I, I, I played it with my wife in the room. She's also played Breath of the Wild. And we were like, this is egregious. Like, if I were Nintendo, I would fucking put my foot on their neck and get everything it's worth. Because they didn't just, they didn't just make it look and play kind of like Breath of the Wild. I mean, the first enemies you fight are choo-choos. You fight little jelly blobs. I mean, all the little, all the, the campfires and the little, the tents and stuff that are in the game and all the overturned um, carriages, they all are, look like they are completely like copy-pasted out of Breath of the Wild. And for me, yeah. I was like, this is highway robbery, and it, I cannot stand for it. Also, and I don't know if this is exclusive to me, but I played it on PS4, and my god, it is the worst running game on PS4 I've ever played. Constant frame drops, it froze all the time, controls are way too sensitive, and also, well, at the same time, super floaty, I never really felt like there was any weight to the game, I couldn't get behind the combat system, 
I mean, complete waste of time in my opinion. But I think your opinion is a little different. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> as a person who also really loves Breath of the Wild, I think this is a fan, like one of the greatest games ever made. Um, I enjoyed this game. I mean, I am enjoying it currently. I won't beat it yet or anything. Um, I think that it apes those mechanics, but it, I, I was like, well, I like these mechanics. In the other game, I like them here too. So mm-hmm. I'm cool with it stealing from them because what other game does that other than Breath of the Wild? You know, if you wanted more of that, where could you get more of it? I mean, the closest thing that comes to mind is, uh, what do you call it? Shadow of the Colossus with mm-hmm. the climbing and exploration there, sort of. But even then... The difference, I think, the thing that I think both these games have, Breath of the Wild and, God, and Genshin Impact, is that there's so much shit to go do. Like, everywhere you look, you walk over here, there's a thing, right? There's a secret. There's a, there's a little puzzle or whatever, enemies you go fight. Yeah. Um, so I, I do agree, though, that the combat has some issues with how I don't necessarily feel like there's weight to what my characters are doing. Yes. Even with, like, a heavy-duty weapon, it still, felt, it still feels a little bit floaty. I have it on, I got it, actually, you were talking PS4, it was so bad on PS4 that I got it on PC instead, and mm-hmm. it runs much better, it's buttery on, on the, on the PC. I figured it's it incredible. would be. I don't know why the, the PS4 is so bad, like, yeah. that should be their probably it, the biggest platform. I know, it was awful, I was like really surprised that this was a game as popular as it is, and it was like promoted on the front page of the PlayStation Store, I was like, this game it, runs so bad. How can Breath of the Wild do that on Switch and look as good as it does, and this game can't, you yeah. know, on the PS4? Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was fine. The, the only part of the game I don't like is the gotcha mechanics. I don't I don't necessarily yeah. like... I didn't even get that, that far. Position. I played literally, I mean, less than 90 minutes of this game before I was like, okay, yeah. I've had enough. They, they're, it's like all gotcha games. It's generous at the beginning, gives you lots of free stuff, and then it falls off and it wants you to pay money to get more. Yeah. But basically, and, to, the, the gotcha stuff is you can get like better weapons and more characters. So the things yeah. you're mostly rolling for are characters, and those are obviously the most rare and valuable things in the game so you don't get them very often so you have to keep rolling yeah and each character to, to be fair is very unique has a, d- a different play style uh the tiers of them actually matter uh and i guess people uh, of course it's an anime type thing so a lot of people read it for the characters and their, their their appearances i will say this i played enough of the game to be like the jiggle physics in this game are insanely overtuned like it's like every female character walking around with two bags of water strapped to her chest. Yeah. Like, the way these things jiggle around, and also, it's I mean, unappealing. And I know this comes with the territory. Doesn't mean I can't criticize it, though. It's It overly sexualizes characters that look very underage to me. Yeah. Um, and that was also another thing that took me out of it. Um, I was like, this, I mean, I don't know, once again, if I levy this criticism at something, I'm like... This is sexualizing children, in my opinion. Someone's like, yeah, that's just like kind of how anime games, anime is. I'm like, that doesn't mean I can't criticize it. Like, just because yeah. just because it's part of it, it's like, that's something that to me is incredibly awful. It's one of the reasons that Persona 5 was so weird to me, that you're, because, I mean, Age of Consent over there is 14 or whatever. But it's just, it was, for me, it felt weird to be a, a character who's a student knowing that I can romance my teacher and it'd be normal like not even considered sexual assault really even though the characters make comments about how they you're underage and they can't do this I'm like mm. i i don't know i don't i guess it's just not for me in that way i guess ethically it's it's not uh it's not sound in japan to date your your student or your patient or whatever i will say this about genshin impact i was happy that the characters that are actually children in the game are are fully clothed and are not sexualized yeah. at all like uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just like when you see it, you're like, oh god! People will call you a cultural chauvinist or whatever for talking okay. about Japan. Call me that. And it's like 
I'm fine with yeah. that, man. Cancel me. I don't care. I think I think we have America has a fucked up view of sexuality, but at least we're not you know sexualizing literal children outside of like horrible beauty pageants that should not exist. It should be destroyed from orbit. Yeah, I used to. Goddamn rock on. We both used. To, I think we talked this before. How we both used to have to run like lights and sound at a, a local like auditorium, and the thing you almost mm. always do it for is child pageants. Because they happen, like, child pageants, first of all, apparently people with, like, children, they're, they just have, like, pageants are, like, Tuesday at 2 p.m. <laughs> you're like, how? How does, how is this real? How do you have time for this? Um, it's always weird, and I, I've, even, I mean, I was, you know, I was in high school back then, I felt so fucking strange. I wanted to leave as soon as it got over. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so fucking weird to me that, and we still let it happen. And that movie Cuties came out and everyone got mad about it. I'm like, yeah, but there's still child pageants happening all the time. It happens. They're putting makeup and tights on a little girl, send them out there to prance yeah. around and it's just fucked up. And the people who own the companies that own the companies that own the companies that do these are Epstein people. They are yeah. all fucking pedophiles and Absolutely. lots of child pageant, um, attendees and participants have come forward as people who've been sexually assaulted. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's all meant for that. Well, let's not forget Donald Trump used to love to pop into Miss Teen USA's no, he, dressing room and look around. He was an investor in Miss America. He would be a judge in those things. By the way, Seth, do you know what the Q people say about that when you tell them that Donald Trump used to do that? You can show me interviews of that happening. They say he was looking for the pedophiles. Man, the, the Q people... I feel like they're the kind of people who, if they really, really put the work they put into that into anything else, we we might live in a fucking a carbon free society. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I've seen some Q people who are like, if you're like, oh, he was on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, he's he's been to the island and stuff, and people are just like, if Donald Trump raped a child. He did it to find the pedophiles. He endured that horror so he could track down the perpetrators and arrest them. And it's like, when are the arrests coming? Yeah, when are they already happening? They've been killed in secret, and they're holograms now. And you're like, okay, so you're not even. Yeah, you, you're not a functioning person at that point. You actually have you're, you're an empty husk for conspiracies. I was gonna say it's it's like it's like a new religion, but that's an insult to actual religions that at least have the the, yeah. the at least have the distance of time. This happened two thousand years ago, so no one can say it. What happened back then? And really. that's the thing is, people like QAnon they make it seem like they make all conspiracies seem ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, which is almost why they are a tool for the capitalists because. You know, they make conspiracy theories look so stupid that when you point out an actual conspiracy that has gone on in our society, people are all like, you're fucking crazy. You're like those you're like those guys out there who talk about chemtrails all the time. And I'm like, I mean, no, the, the, the FBI has, you know, invested so much money into basically killing black people in the streets and, and, and putting drugs into the society and making it so that people people live off of this this kind of income and then they're making the inner cities bad because of all like FBI did all this shit people are like mm-hmm. you're you're just like those guys out there and I'm like fucking motherfucker I don't know how to talk yeah. to people anymore it's so hard quarantine's been great for that I don't have to fucking talk to anybody but you it's awesome <laughs> yeah. and all we disagree on is whether or not the anime gotcha game is fun exactly or not. fuck <laughs> 
easy, easy salute problems to have. Exactly. It's so <laughs> fucking hard to talk to people. It's like, uh, yeah, I think that the problem of knowing more things is the curse. It's like really a curse of knowledge. Like, it becomes harder to relate to people who don't know those things. Yeah, and that, but that's the thing is the 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 sentiment you're sharing out there is the same sentiment that a lot of these conspiracy theory guys have is the the guys right. the guys who are like, oh no, the the new world order is actually trying to instate communism on us and take away the freedom that capitalism delivers to us. And but they and they say the same shit. They're like, yeah, but if, if you're not enlightened like I am, you're never gonna get it. So sorry. And I'm like, you're 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 not enlightened. You're fucking stupid. If you think that the powers yeah. that be want capitalism gone, because they you think that prov- that's what provides us with our freedom, then you you're the rube. You have fallen for everything. Right. It's like. Uh, I, I, a person I know was asking about um, uh, Italian leftist stuff the other day, and apparently they were, they were worried because in in Italy, uh, a president of Italy, Aldo Moro, was killed by the Red Brigades back in the, I think it was the 70s, who were like a communist group, or, or a leftist group. And I, I was like, well, actually, you know, the Red Brigades were pretty much infiltrated by Gladio, and they're like, what's Gladio? And we got in that conversation about what's Gladio, and why I was like referencing these books, and as I was doing it, I was like, I feel like I almost feel like a QAnon person. Yeah. But but it's the truth. Like it's what happened, and it's like. But when you say that, that's what they would say too. Exactly, and that's the thing. They they push you in this corner now, where it all it does is help the the, the capitalists and the, the ruling parties because as soon as you can make anyone who has a hunch, you know, look like a a crazy QAnon person, you win. You know. It's so hard to drag people away from mainstream uh, thought. Like, like even people we know that are, you know, I would consider them to be uh, basic, I guess is the word. Yeah. I hate to say it, but they're basic. They think that, like, America is land of the free, home of the brave, and that, you know, racism ended when, when MLK did his thing, all that kind of stuff. And it's just so hard to shake them out of that and be like, no, that that was just lies he told us in school to make us like good little producers. Like that's not the truth. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Did I ever tell you about in school what I was told about civil rights? Did I ever tell you the analogy my my teacher used? Oh, lay it on me. My teacher, um, who I can't remember her name, but she was a, a, a middle aged lady, and she was trying to be cool, I guess, and trying to like relate to the kids. Yeah. In a little bit. She's like, this you know in 2 chains. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be much younger if she was representing 2 yeah, chains. No, she's, she, she knew that I was a, a, a fucking dirty-ass nerd. And so she was like, so Smith, do you know uh, X-Men? And I was like, yeah, I know X-Men. And she's like, so think about it. In the Civil Rights Movement, Martha King Jr. is Professor X. And Malcolm X is Magneto. I feel, like, feel like Malcolm X would be Professor X, you know? That <laughs> sounds like that would fit perfectly. Um, Which is yeah. a horrible That's the horrible worst thing you it. can tell someone. But even as a kid, I was like, you know, but you kind of got a point, like, you know, a little bit. <laughs> like, I understood that much at least, but it was a terrible thing to tell, tell a child. Because Magneto is the villain in all those things. Like, yeah. you're casting a real-life man who fought for the freedom of, of his people as a villain. Like, are you kidding me? After she said this, is she right away on her skateboard wearing a shirt that had, like, Tweety Bird as a gangster? She actually pulled out a, a handful of Pogs and demolished Oh me. my god. She got fucking owned in Pogs. 
That's right. And then she used a tech deck to uh, demonstrate uh, the guns versus butter (laughs) (laughs) argument. But yeah. Only 90s kids. Exactly. Because you were in you were in that level of school in the 90s. I guess you were. Late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. This would have been um, probably around. This was just, I know it was pre-9-11, pre, so I know that. Yeah. Man. Remember those days? I mean, I know I was a that. fucking child. but I mean, less than a child, but still. It was different. Yeah, it was, it was a whole other world back then. People don't know. Kids born afterwards. I saw, I saw the other day somebody was like, it was like, a guy was talking about how he works at the Pentagon and there's a plaque, you know, outside the Pentagon and commemorating people who died when that plane hit it in 9-11. And he said that some kid was like, why is there a plaque? And he was like, because a plane hit it. He's like, a plane hit the Pentagon? Whew. I, I wanted to crumble to dust when I heard this. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> are we teaching kids about 9-11? I mean, at the bare minimum, teach them what ha- what physically happened. Yeah. I feel like I'm some guy who fought World War II who like heard a kid one day go like, "Wait, what's Pearl Harbor?" Yeah, like that's the level I guess of of this shit. Or like I saw a, a horribly depressing article from uh, Stars and Stripes, which is a, a military yeah. uh, newspaper, that said that a 19 year old kid is now getting deployed to his father's old patrol route in, in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Which is like, you know, which is literally someone posted it below. That's actually an onion story from three years ago. Yep. But now it's real. Yep. <laughs> yeah. How fucked up is our world, It's man? crazy that we've literally been in that war for that long. And I remember when I was in fucking, I don't know, 10th grade, whatever, 2011 or something. I remember that whole speech that Obama gave and everyone was like, oh, we're, we won the war. We're out of it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think that's what he said. I don't, I don't think he no, said that. Yeah. And somebody posted that oh, the Taliban is supporting Donald Trump's re-election. And it's just so funny to me because, like, the Taliban, we lost. Like, they're still there 20 years later. They beat us. Exactly. They have, it, it's, it's a war of attrition almost. And they just, they persevered. That's all it took. <laughs> they won. We just don't know it yet. Exactly. We can tell ourselves we didn't. But, yeah, they're yeah. still there. There's, they have enough resources to endorse a presidential candidate. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. People are like, oh, Donald Trump's bad. The Taliban endorsed him. And I'm just like, dude, who gives a fuck? Is that, if that's the tipping point for you, <laughs> just like, Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Republican Party in shambles all of a sudden. A 100% Joe Biden vote. <laughs> <laughs> First unanimous I president. I do want to talk real quick before we go about uh, what's happening right now in the election, because it is somewhat interesting. Polls show Biden with a nationwide lead of like, seven to ten points mm-hmm. which is insane and it's not what will happen on election night he might win there's a good chance now i think biden could win the election like it, it's possible i don't know about i don't know if I, there's never saying biden winning the election and actually assuming office those are different things in my opinion but what the scariest possibility of this election to me in terms of like being a leftist is Joe Biden wins a blowout. Let's 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 say he gets plus 10. Let's say we get a full clean sweep of senators. We got a majority in the, in the fucking Senate. We got a majority in the House. And then they just don't do anything. anything. Which is what will happen. They're I mean, not going to do it. Yeah. That's one of the things why I really want to sit down with someone who's like adamant about voting for Joe Biden and ask them, what do you think is going to change in the four years that he's president? 
And I just want to know. I really, really, really want to know these things. Because I see people, I mean, people post, I mean, people post literal bullshit. Like, I mean, I saw a, a comedian who I really respect was posting about how, oh, Joe Biden's going to pass so many parts of the, the um, Green New Deal, including anti-fracking stuff. And I'm like, motherfucker, we, fucking 20 minutes ago, we talked about it. He's not anti-fracking at all. You're literally just posting misinformation. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, he's not changing, and you're fooling yourself. He's not going to change this shit. It's the same fucking people in different coats of paint. That's all it is. Yeah. They're just shuffling this shit around for so long, and we, we just have to fucking deal with it. Because no one wants to fucking have a revolution in this country. It fucking sucks. Yeah. And let's just say, for sake of argument, that Joe Biden gets that blowout win, Dems dominate everything, and don't do anything. They will have at best actually two years before they get creamed in 2022. That's what will happen. The pendulum usually swings back. It happened to the Republicans yep. in 2018. It'll probably happen to Democrats again. So you got two years to do something. And he has literally himself said there nothing will fundamentally change. Yep. So what are you going to do? I mean, what's the fucking... The thing that will change I, is that Donald Trump won't be president. Right. That's what will change if Joe Biden is president. Orange man bad. And enough pe- That's all people care Enough about. people think that is all we have to fight for that mm-hmm. Joe Biden has some kind of, you know, voter, you know, what am I trying to say? He has a tide of voters, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the only thing they're rallying behind, is that we don't need Donald Trump anymore. And I'm like, if we have a guy who isn't Donald Trump, but doesn't change anything that Donald Trump did, what's the difference? You know? Like, I agree, yes, Joe Biden would be a less bad president than Donald Trump, but he's still just less bad. Exactly. Like, it's not like he'd be good. And why is that what we're shooting for? <laughs> it's, what, it's what you got, man. That's, that's their argument, is he'll be less bad than Trump, so vote for him. And I'm like, that's not appealing. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, in 2016, pay- their, fucking, their campaign was, was, she's not Donald Trump, and she's your only option if you don't want Donald Trump. That was their whole campaign yeah. with Hillary. And look how look how turned out. Yeah. And I mean, and this time this time it might work because he's he's in office. We've seen how bad it is, and it might work. But they are not offering anything different. Yeah, they're not, they're they're offering at best a return to the Obama years, which got us the Trump years. So you're not going to solve it. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're offering and me and you and millions and millions of Americans absolutely nothing. It's just going to be dog shit. Well. Anyway, I will say that it's not really the worst outcome because if enough people, I mean, I think the libs go back to sleep, but I think that if they don't do anything, there might be opportunities to radicalize more people to the left rather than the right because you could say, well, liberals failed us, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, that's it, Seth. You think so? Yeah, done? I think it's good. That's it. All right. Well, uh, I uh, am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Knazeris. K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. Our art is done by Marcus Barkley. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Beaches. Our theme song is done by Ben Powell. He's been a guest on the show before. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling and they're both in the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out. Uh, you can loiter horse water, but you can't make it under it. Um, fuck the election. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck election. Uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Elenio's podcast, baby. 
out. Out.